Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. The trifling little matters going on in the South China Sea, courtesy of Communist China, have been variously described as being nothing more than a spat. The latest spat, or row, or row, if you prefer. Yes, just a squabble between communist Chinese regime and the Philippines. Nothing more than that. Just a trifle, if you will. When in fact... What it really amounts to is the calm before the storm. Communist China is just probing, testing, trying the Philippines and their response and the response from the so-called free world, the free powers, such as chiefly the United States of America, but also the other free nations. That's all this is. This is a feint. This is an exercise. An exercise that is being carried out against the Philippines, but really the target is these larger powers. So it's trying the resolve. The communist Chinese regime is trying the resolve of the Western powers to see what can they get away with vis-a-vis Hong Kong, Taiwan, the Philippines, and of course... It will include Japan, Okinawa, Guam, South Korea, and then Australia, New Zealand, and so forth. But it's just a spat. It's nothing. Hardly worth mentioning. Meanwhile, in Belarus... President Alexander Lukashenko declares that his country, his country, which he rules with an iron fist, will not have new elections. He said the following, quote, You talk about dishonest elections and want to hold new elections. My response to this We held the elections, and until you kill me, there won't be any new elections. Well, Lukashenko is dictator for life. That's the reality of the situation. It's no different, in point of fact, from Vladimir Putin in Russia, with his Russian Federation regime. No different. And in terms of 
the reality on the ground, it's no different from the former Soviet Union. Belarus has just continued on as if it were a communist satellite slave state for all intents and purposes. And there are good, righteous, honorable, noble people many of them God-fearing people who imagine that they can bring about free rule in Belarus and in Russia. But the only way that will happen for all intents and purposes is for those regimes to fall. And it's not going to happen by elections. It's not going to happen via the ballot. That is just a pipe dream, unfortunately. But it is. The reality is, it is a pipe dream. The situation in these totalitarian nations is not going to change via voting. It hasn't changed for the better in Hong Kong by voting. Instead, there is a communist puppet regime in Hong Kong. Not that communist China is satisfied with that. No, no. No, that is just one step on the path to it being completely, utterly, totally subjugated by the communist regime. But Alexei Navalny, a good, noble, honorable, righteous, courageous leader, political opposition leader in Russia, whom I have referred to time and again, who has been jailed time and again on the most bogus charges. Oh, that he has organized protests and you can only have gatherings of one person. One person. That's something that Joe Biden should be able to appreciate with his, of course, vacant Democrat National Convention. But one person. More than one person requires permits and the permits are not granted for the enemies of the state, such as righteous, godly people. That's the way things are done in the new and improved free Russia, not the old communist regime, but free Russia under Vladimir Putin. But Alexei Navalny, some time ago, He was attacked. He was poisoned while in jail. Now, Alexei, as good as he is, as righteous as he is, is, to my mind, unimaginably naive. And (laughs) he dismissed it as being poisoning, (laughs) whatever. But it clearly was. 
And his doctors recognized that when they were finally able to check him out. Well, lo and behold, he's been poisoned again, of course. On Thursday, the only thing he had all day was a cup of tea. Why is it people can't learn from what has taken place before? Poisoning via tea. For expatriates in England, in Britain, Great Britain, the UK, London. And so he was poisoned again. He should have learned from this former leader of the Ukraine. Outstanding leader who was poisoned There were multiple attempts on his life. And Putin's regime did not stop with one failure. They continued attempts. And so too here with Navalny. Just months apart. And this may prove fatal. And the Russian hospital staff, the Russian doctors, refused to allow Alexei Navalny to be airlifted out by Germany. But finally, they agreed that he can be lifted out. But he was supposedly in too dire a condition to be taken out of country, even on a hospital plane. In a coma. Remarkably similar to my mind to a little situation in North Korea. Which the President of the United States chose to believe, chose to state that Kim Jong-un had no knowledge of it was unaware of it, had nothing to do with it. Brilliant reasoning, brilliant conclusion by the president. But we will see what happens with Alexei Navalny, victim of multiple assassination attempts by Putin's gang. Meanwhile, back to the United States of America, back to presidential race 2020. I saw an article, and I'm sure you've seen the same kind of thing, heard the talking heads on programs talking about the same thing at length. Why is it that then presumptive nominee Joe Biden was opting to pick Kamala Harris. Kamala, as in Camelot, perchance. Why is that? Well, of course, now he is more than presumptive nominee, and he has selected Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, to be his vice presidential running mate. 
as of late U.S. Senator from the great state of California. Prior to that, Attorney General. Prior to that, high and mighty in San Francisco. But why has he selected this woman of color to be his vice presidential running mate? Oh, it's complicated. It is so complicated. My, my. Well, part of it, of course, is to play to the throngs of the Black Lives Matter narrative. But part of it is, of course, to appeal to all of these who insist that there be a woman president. How would this appeal to them? Just vice president. I mean, just lowly vice president. Well, all it's going to take, if Joe is elected president, all it's going to take for his vice president to be promoted to president is for a doctor or two to pronounce that Joe is no longer fit to dispatch the duties of president. That's all it's going to take. They don't need to assassinate the man. All they need to do is say he's unfit, unable to perform the presidential duties. To declare that, to state that, to sign that, and lo and behold, segue into the Kamala Harris presidential regime. That's all it's going to take. As if the Biden presidential regime won't be bad enough. But why is he picking Kamala Harris? In order to get elected. The same reason John F. Kennedy selected Lyndon Baines Johnson. In my view, that was a fatal choice. But nonetheless, it was to be elected. And even at that, He had to use hook and crook, election fraud, courtesy of powerful friends, such as in Chicago and in West Virginia and in Texas and what have you. But he still needed for Richard Milhouse Nixon to capitulate and to refuse to contest it. But it worked out. It worked out until it didn't work out. It worked out until John was assassinated. But Joe Biden, speaking before the adoring throngs in the Democrat National Convention, no, speaking before an empty house, which enabled Joe to make this wonderful address minus his black mask. Yes. Exciting. Well, Joe stated the following, quote, character is on the ballot. Compassion is on the ballot. Decency, science, democracy, 
They're all on the ballot. Who we are as a nation, what we stand for, and most importantly, who we want to be. That's all on the ballot. The choice could not be more clear. Again, he addressed the nation from an empty convention hall. Outstanding leadership by Joe. Who we want to be. Most importantly, who we want to be. Not who we are. Not what this nation was created to be. Not what it was intended to be, not what it was, but who we want to be. Who do we want to be? Well, Joe Biden, as VP, Veep, to Barack Hussein Obama, wanted this nation to be corrupted and perverted. And those evil works continue because of the institution of evil, because of the institutionalization of evil, because of the presence of all of the evil judges, the evil judiciary, the evil presence in the legislature, and in the federal branch. In the federal departments, the federal agencies, the supreme, supreme United States court. With judges for life that are evil and do evil. With evil judges that have been appointed and others who have been elected. And, of course, many go from being elected to being appointed for life terms. Who we want to be. When Barack Hussein Obama was president, Michelle was co-president, Joe was V. And Barack, from Air Force One, he called these couple male sodomites and said, we're proud of you guys. You know, America is. We're proud of you guys. For them being used as the poster boys for sodomite perversion of marriage. Joe Biden was right in it with him. As soon as the United States Supreme Court had ruled that there could be and should be such a thing as perversion of marriage, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that champion of all things good, She performed a sodomite union. So did Kamala Harris, Attorney General 
of California performed a sodomite abomination wedding. Wonderful stuff. This is who Joe wants us to be. Character, he calls it. Character. The only character that is. Because actually it's a neutral term. Is like some caricature. Character can be bad character. Wicked character. Evil character. Texas is supposedly a conservative bastion. Dallas, Texas is supposedly the buckle of the Bible Belt. I've lived there and I know it is not what it is cracked up to be. But Judge Mary Brown, a Dallas judge, She has been entrusted with ruling whether an evil woman, so evil Mary Brown, has been entrusted with autonomy to decide whether an evil woman who's a doctor, a pediatrician of all things, a children's doctor, Dr. Ann Georgiulis, whether she can destroy one of her little boys. Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh to say destroy. Well, this, what she is seeking to do, is the same thing that Caesar Nero did. But we would... Oh, we would decry that as terrible, inhumane crime against against humanity, an inhumane, evil, perverse thing. Joe would. But Joe's totally behind this. This is fine. This is progressive. This is enlightened. To decide that one of her boys, One of her twin sons should be made into a pseudo-girl. Via indoctrination, being forced to be treated as a girl, being forced to dress as a girl, having his hormones blocked by powerful drugs, being pumped full of estrogen, having his sexual organs surgically removed, radical castration. 
and fashioned into a purported girl. What a wonderful mother. What a loving mother. What a wonderful doctor. But this is not taking place millennia upon millennia ago in the evil Roman Empire of Caesar Nero. No. Or Caesar Caligula. No. This isn't even taking place back in the 1930s and 40s by Adolf Eichmann in Nazi Germany. No. In Texas, USA. Don't mess with Texas. Well, they're messing with Texas. Who we want to be. This evil woman, Dr. Anne Georgioulas, she's not the only evil one in this. Judge Mary Brown, evil Judge Mary Brown, whose latest ruling was without required hearings. She just dictatorially, autocratically rendered her decisions. The legal team, the evil legal team for Dr. Georgiulis. They requested, they demanded, that the previous judge be removed, supposedly for being biased, (laughs) as compared to this extreme evil agenda bias of Dr. Georgiulis and Mary Brown, judge. They use language, perversion of language, gender transition. It sounds so much better than radical castration, doesn't it? Gender transition. Oh, it's so enlightened, progressive, forced upon a little boy. Insanely, unspeakably evil. And I could go on, and many have rightly so regarding it. But before I continue with anything in this program, let me just say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is on me. That is due to me. That is my fault.
So what is it all about? Hmm? What is it really all about? I've asked this before. You know, this massive, decades and decades-long promotion of all of these tentacles of the sodomite agenda, which are seen here being acted out in this unspeakable, evil monstrosity in Texas, in the courts, the court system, the judicial system in Texas. What's it all about, really? Well, various reasonable people might say, well, it's insane. It's insanity. It's madness. Yes, it is all of that. But there is a method to the madness. It is deliberate, premeditated, planned. This evil agenda has been conspiring for decades and decades to mainstream such evil. They have very heavily, very heavily used the entertainment industry to promote evil. They have very heavily infiltrated the judicial system, used politics, used the political sphere, the legislatures, to bring about the corruption and perversion of the judiciary with which to use to achieve evil ends. Because the power of the judiciary is actually greater than that of the legislature in so many respects. But what is the ultimate end game? Why do these evil, horrible things want to bring about such monstrous subversion of this nation. Why is that? Well, the powers behind the scenes. I'm not speaking now of Putin and his regime. I'm not speaking of Xi Jinping and his regime. I'm not speaking of the Islamists, their regimes. But the evil powers behind the scenes that are hell-bent on the destruction of this nation are not simply, merely seeking to take over the United States of America but rather to take over the world. Whether Donald Trump is reelected or whether Joe Biden is elected and maybe even survives long enough 
to take the oath of office, though he may not. It is entirely possible. You know, something could happen to Joe and Kamala could take the oath of office right out of the starting gate. Wouldn't that be exciting? But regardless who takes the oath of office, they swear to uphold the Constitution of this nation and to defend this nation from enemies, foreign and domestic. Great stuff, you know. Of course, Bill Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton, their idea of domestic enemies did not include Islamist terror cells. No. Instead, it was Christians. It was Christians who sacrificially, self-sacrificially opposed the evils of induced abortion, infanticide, and so forth. And Hillary went to war against them and ran a war room there in the White House, in the bowels of the White House, for eight years. Now, she was distracted from her objectives by engaging in damage control for dear Bill and committing character assassination against the women whom he assaulted and or raped and or propositioned and so forth, but It distracted her from her mission, right? Her mission to destroy this nation. But she succeeded in great measure in demonizing the Christians, the genuine Christians, devout Christians, demonizing any professing Christians who actually read their Bible regularly, who prayed regularly. These were fanatics of the worst kind, dangerous people, as they were in Nazi Germany, as they were in Stalin's Soviet Union and before his Lenin's, as they were in communist China and communist North Korea and communist Vietnam and communist everywhere else, communist Cuba. But once upon a time back before the Soviet Union, there was the Bolshevik Revolution. Oh, oh, outstanding. Bolshevik lives matter. Prior to the Bolshevik revolution taking over, during the bloodiest times preceding that,
times in which the emperor was fighting for his life. Was he righteous and godly? That's debatable. But the worst of the worst, the darkest of times, how many enemies of the state were executed per month? How many? Surely, surely it had to be hundreds of thousands. No. All right. Tens of thousands. No. Thousands. No. Hundreds. No. On average, 17 a month. But when the Bolsheviks took over from that terrible, bloody... King, those numbers changed. And the definition of enemy of the state changed. From someone who was engaging in terrorism to overthrow the state to anybody who wasn't on board with the Regime that was in power. Anybody. And the numbers blossomed. To hundreds, no. Thousands, no. Tens of thousands, no. Higher. (laughs) What does that have to do with the United States of America of today? Well, if these powers out there, these agitators, if they manage to take power, you will see the same phenomenon. Count on it. What is coming? Really coming? Well, you, of course, may view it differently. But time will tell. Regardless how many people choose to believe lies propagated by liars and destroyers, time will tell. And not far in the future either, but very soon. But how you view these things depends on what I would refer to poorly as a life perspective or a truth perspective. What others have termed a worldview. I think worldview is just the wrong way to put it, personally. That is entirely too carnal and too down-to-earth for me. But if you view the Word of God as being irrelevant, as being fictitious, as Albert Einstein did, as Stephen Hawking, and other brilliant, brilliant thinkers, 
so frequently do. If you discard the Word of God, what God Almighty has stated concerning this world up until now and foretold concerning what is coming in the very near future, your perspective is going to be very different. Even if you don't agree with hook, line, and sinker with the evil agendas of so many evil ones. We are incapable of understanding, of recognizing what is going on if we are ignorant of the Bible, of biblical truth. If our understanding is no deeper than the U.S. Constitution, then we just can't see what's going on. This has been true of comparatively, and I emphasize comparatively, comparatively righteous Supreme Court justices of the past who have been absolutely, utterly, totally incapable of recognizing the depth of evil, the depths of Satan, as referred to in the Bible. But these evil ones who are hell-bent on destroying this nation, whether it's destroying little boys, using them to further their evil ends. Or legalizing rape and trafficking of little girls. Women barristers, women judges in Britain have championed that. Yes, truly. Impossible, but true. How can the fairer sex, how can members of the fairer sex be so callous and downright hateful and sadistic towards children, even their own? How is that possible? How is it? And yet you know, you have read, you have heard accounts of children suffering monstrous evils, even from parents. Dr. Ann Georgiulis is by no means some unimaginable anomaly. There are others as evil as she. But, such as all of those who are in league with her, who are enabling her, who are empowering her. Oh, but we need a woman president. Because then, (laughs) oh yes, that's the answer. 
We need a black woman president. We've had a black man president, but now we need a black woman president. And Joe Biden, who of course was helpful getting the first black man elected president, shall now usher in the first black woman president, if he can. And that's going to solve so many problems. Martin Luther King, not one of my all-time favorites. I have higher standards than that. But nonetheless, of course, is famous for his I Have a Dream speech, which is trodden underfoot over and over and over by these who claim to have such love for him, admire him so greatly. He spoke of dreaming of a time in which a man would not be judged by his color, but rather by his character. Oh, but we need this color of people and that color of people and the other color of people. A vast coalition that looks like America. Remember (laughs) the Clinton gang? Well... It is exciting. But what is it all about? It is about weakening, corrupting, perverting, subverting the United States of America. Why the United States of America? Why? What's so special about us? After all, we have all of these great champions insisting that America is not special, right? So many of them, presidential candidates and so forth. America is not special. America is just like all the other horrible places, right? What's so special about the United States of America, really? It's rather funny for me to speak on this subject, seeing as what I have suffered in this idyllic nation. And my mother, and so forth, and forebears. What we have suffered in this wonderful idyllic nation. But, the United States of America is the sole power that these powers behind the scenes fear. Is the United States of America the sole world superpower? No, it never was. But it was a power to be reckoned with that overwhelmingly overshadowed all the rest of the free nations put together in terms of might, military might. This long, protracted war 
to weaken this nation, to undermine this nation, to bring about destruction from within. It is not some newfangled idea, as I have referred to time and again and again and again. The same essential battle plan has been in place going back to the 1700s. But, That plan is enlightened, you might say, informed by the example of the Roman Empire. The Grecian Empire, which morphed into the Roman Empire. The fall of that empire. As corrupt, as decadent, as perverse, as unrighteous, as ungodly as that empire was. For a considerable period of time, it was greatly feared. And the eventual overthrow of that empire was brought about not only by enemies foreign, but enemies domestic who were brought in from foreign, who came in to the empire. The empire was unrighteous at the core, was wicked and depraved at the core. So it's not like there was that much that needed to be done, but nonetheless, it was weakened and bled to death over time before it was violently overthrown. This nation has, of course, been around a blink compared to the Roman Empire. A long blink, but a blink. We have these great leaders like Joe Biden who insist that what is most important is what we want to be. Not what we are, not what we were, not what our forefathers were, not what this nation was created, sacrificially created to be, but what we want to be, meaning what certain movers and shakers want it to be. A place that champions evil. Whether that happens to be putting precious young women to death by starvation and dehydration who have not sufficiently recovered from murderous attacks, from terrible vehicle collisions and so forth, and illness to attacking and carving up little boys 
to try to make them pseudo-girls. And at no time executing monstrous destroyers. What we want to be. What we want this nation to be. What we identify with. Not what we are, not what God made us, not what God created us, but what we want to be. And, in this case, not what we want to be, but what she wants him to be. Wonderful stuff. The time remaining is short. And this nation has made itself an abomination before God. And the end is drawing near, regardless what the political hoopla may be. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.